Hello, it's Ryan, your director. Coming in a little early with just a little bit of explanation about this week's episode. Last week turned out great. This week is the part where we really had some audio problems, and unfortunately that means we have absolutely zero percent of Jacob, a.k.a. Yitzhak Samir, his audio for this session. So we cut last week at a point right where I lost his audio, which was coincidentally pretty much a, a great dramatic spot. Unfortunately, that means that towards the end of this episode, the last 25 or 30 minutes at most, um, conversation will start to seem a little one-sided for me and then towards the end with Tyler, a.k.a. Tyson. Um, bear with it. I've tried to edit it to be as self-explanatory as possible. If you have any questions, it'll all come out in the wash. Um, you miss out on some great jokes. Uh, if there's one thing to put in your head, it's just imagine that Yitzhak is here the entire time. Uh, he did not decide to skip the club. And he is wearing about four gold chains and a tuxedo t-shirt. It was truly magical, and I am very sorry that you guys had to miss it. Uh, as always, thanks for listening, and please... Buckle up and enjoy. Roleplaying Grenade is making an action horror podcast. Violent imagery, adult language, and graphic situations may occur. And as such, listener discretion is advised. Yeah, you have a club, um, a couple of names, one, two, three, four, probably five total leads. Could I have been spending time unlocking the phone while... Oh, hell yeah. Uh, cool. Make a digital and I'm just going to use my... I'm just going to use my MOS. Uh, you pop open the cell phone. It is... It's a, it's a burner. So it is... Man, there's not much in there. Um, what you find in there are four numbers. One phone number just says L. One says club. One is a little, like an emoji of a police badge. And then one just has a bunch of other text messages on it. Um, you know, a bunch of just names. And as you pop into that, you see there's just a text chain amongst the rest of the guys in the militia. Um for the most part, that's empty. There's been a couple of texts from one number just like, hey, like I'm I'm out of, you know, I got held overnight, I'm out, where's everybody? Did you guys head to O, question mark? Hello, question mark? You know, six hours later. Okay. And then just like, that's the last one. It's like four texts from this one person. He's like, what the fuck? Where is everybody? Huh. Bad news, bud. All right. But that's what's inside his cell phone. Uh, should we go to the club? I mean, we 
could go for a drink as long as we keep our noses clean. <laughs> well, I don't know how clean my nose was. Well, Tane's staying behind, so. <laughs> Shit. All right. Uh, if he's feeling well enough, maybe he could help uh, disguise us so that we don't look like ourselves when we go there. Uh, Tane is passed out. It seems okay. like uh, everything he's been doing for the past... Three or four days is caught up. He's getting some more sleep than he should. He's got, you know, he's on the, the junkie crash right now. Yeah. Where he is just zonked on one of the two medical beds in the room, just out. You know, he's got a, an IV of fluids that he just put himself in, uh, you know, B12 and, and saline, and he's just sleeping it off. Would some of his points in... Uh disguise include his having like you know disguise kits and like wigs and makeup and stuff that we can just borrow from him maybe a little bit of oh i'm i'm sure there's stuff you guys can use to disguise yourself all right uh if we're going to be using somebody's disguise i think it's going to be mine oh are you really good at that i did not know i'm sorry go ahead and take a gander mister yeah i'm only uh i'm only a four well, that's better than Tane's. Tane's is a two. Yeah, why do you want is to take it? his? Okay, I thought that he was the one who was good at it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It, it's mean, in Kiev. With a with a quick Google, you find that uh, the Club Molnia is right between Independence Square in St. Sophia's Cathedral in the uh, Shevchenkivsky district. It's a very urban area, you know, big tourist area. Um, it's also kind of close to the government center. It's as close there is to like a, like an urban downtown. Not as close as there is. It's uh, an urban downtown section of Kiev. Did anyone follow Boyard and see what fucking like vehicle he got? No, he, or... he disappeared immediately into the crowd. Well, that's not ideal. Well, the the he he basically we follow. Remember, we followed him with your drone as far as we could, and he was gone. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Do you guys want to make your way to Club Molnia? Yeah, let's do that. Uh. I mean, I'm not going to do anything too elaborate. I mean, really, I'm <clears throat> changing to some more sturdy clothing, more work, uh, like like a worker that's dressed up. Are you going to pull on a cover or? Well, so that's uh, that's kind of what I was reading, right? So. Cover is where did that go? Or disguise is just being able to sell yourself as a different person. Vocal mannerisms, altered body dress, motion sense, realistic seeming reactions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it really mm -hmm. depends on 
who and what we're trying to do. Uh, if we're just like staying inconspicuous, walking through, like listening to people, <clears throat> we can roll disguise against somebody for face to face. Uh, Perfect. I'm about this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you need to make a whole cover. So yeah, because it says uh, brief voice only mimicry pits you against a difficulty of four face to face impersonations require a successful roll of uh, roll against difficulty seven for every five minutes of just sustained contact. So that's if you're trying to fuck with people. Yeah, pretty consistently. Yeah, if you're trying to sell yourself to something else. Yeah, but I have something called connected cover that I can I can basically wait. Where normal cover provides potential or generic access credentials, connected cover is an additional personality known to a given NPC. So I get to choose a singular NPC that I can be like, hey, you know. Comrade, me and you go way back. We we were on the uh, Ochevsky job together, remember? And they're like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember you. (laughs) You seem like a guy. Yeah, you're definitely a person that I've known. So, yeah, do you want to invest that much and get you guys in there? Or do you think that just, uh, you know, do you want to run disguise? And do you guys want to gussy up for a party, hit a club for a night? Yeah, I I think we can just kind of dress up, you know, maybe wear a pair of glasses, you know, just pretty standard stuff as disguise. And it won't be until like, we're trying to extract information from someone face to face that we will really need to, uh, make any roles at least based off of what I'm seeing there. That's, that's how I understand it too. So I wanted to go be a drunk tourist to go be a, I heard drunk dentist. What'd you say? Drunk oh, tourist. That makes way more sense. <laughs> You know, just go be like very obviously American in the middle of the club and drinking and looking around, but drinking like mocktails. Sure. You invented braces, man. You're huge. You're the guy that invented zombies in Minecraft. Fuck, dude. All right. He's very rich. That's my story. That's who I am. The Minecraft guy? <laughs> no one knows what he fucking looks like. <laughs> he... it, that's my point. Say, He's the dude who invented drill, but that's a very like, different like Twitter person. He's rich. He... <laughs> Does he, does he need a drunk dentist? <laughs> yeah. I will be a drunk dentist. I'll be a fake drunk dentist, though. Okay. Uh, Tails. You guys don't need any kind of special cover to get in this club. I don't think anything, you know. Um, I think anything a blonde wig. special is needed. Um, what time are you guys trying to go? Early or late in the night? Just, just give me a little, set the scene a little bit. Probably around 10, 1030 when the club starts hopping, make it a little easier to uh, blend in. Can we 
Can we do a daytime drive-by so we can get an idea of what this place looks like first? Yeah. Um, it is not too impressive during the day. Um, it's a two-story structure. Um, Decent-sized parking lot. You can see where there's a covered walkway. You know, there's velvet ropes that are covered. that just kind of sit there throughout the day and night. Um, there's going to be a line in is what that tells you, no matter what, you know. Um, right. But it's two stories. It looks big. Okay. Um, concrete on the outside. There's windows here and there, but not many on the ground floor. There's more on the up high and the kind of the big slatted windows you see. Or not slatted, but like grid windows you see. In larger warehouse structures, this is not a warehouse. It's a newer building. It's a nicely built building. Are they um, yeah. tinted for like a clubbier effect? Oh, yeah. Or are they clear? It's got like a, like a, okay. like a mid-blue tint to them. Um, you can see the fluorescent neon kind of above the entrance that is currently off. But you can see where it spells out Molnia and there's like a stylized thunderbolt kind of in neon across from it. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, with just a quick drive-by, that's what you see. It's Perfect. in a it's in a that fairly is, busy uh... neighborhood. You know, there's stuff that happens. Um, it's very much that kind of bar that opens up and kind of takes over the block at night because everything else around it is kind of offices and there's you know a cafe not too far away. Um, but once the kind of the business people go down, the night livens up a little bit in the downtown. So it's a kind of well-to-do district. Oh yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's if I think of something that we're all relatively familiar with, you know, it'd be like like a good bar in the Pearl in Portland. You know, it's not okay. some. You're not going up to the twenty-fifth floor rooftop for some super bougie vibe, but it's uh, it's better than like a Dante's, which is like a you know the grungy punk bar. Um, totally. Yeah. Fucking left out. I mean, different folks, different strokes. <laughs> yeah, but that's the vibe. That's really the vibe you're looking at. But like, I... all right, all right, cool. So then, yeah, definitely, definitely want to look posh, uh, and uh, I'll acquire a blonde wig if I don't already have. I got a four in disguise. I probably have a blonde wig. Sure, give me a roll, bro. Cool. I'll go ahead and. Put one right into it. Right, I thought we didn't have to make rules for the disguise. We can just kind of dress up. It's I just fun. want to see how bad his wig is. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a six plus one for a total of seven. You put a point. God, it's a good wig, man. You put points in that. That's a that's a that's a movie quality wig. You look good. It's a good haircut. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I. Yeah. I'm gonna point. Yeah, there's a little bit of, like you're impressed by how good this wig is. You're like, yo. This just kind of like this came out of the box of like, of like seven wigs. Like every time I, every time I pull it out, I forget. I'm just like, oh man. You're like, oh Hell yeah. yeah, I should wear this every day. This is a, a fucking good wig, you know. <laughs> Strong. What are you dressed up like? Yeah, like, like I said. So I, I'm pretty much just dressing up like a, uh, like a dock worker that's putting on his fancy clothes. Like nothing, nothing too overly fancy but definitely like a collared shirt unbuttoned a couple buttons at the top because that's what i picture if i had a track suit i'd probably just wear that but i don't yeah like euro trash jeans <laughs> and like square tip dress shoes on yeah exactly and uh 
pair of like circular glasses, like circular uh, sunglasses. Nice. Yeah, I part. I just instead of like having my hair parted like I normally would, it's just kind of the messy like look bullshit. Little Kevin Federline going on. Just whatever the whatever the black equivalent of the Jersey Shore is. That's you right now. Pretty much. I'm gonna make a phone call, and I'm gonna go ahead and call Natalia. Actually, fuck that. I'm just gonna go to Natalia's yeah, place. Give it time. Okay, here. Uh, I'm gonna go to the brothel. Natalia, I would love to uh, borrow your company and a few of your friends for the evening. Uh, is this a working engagement, Tyson? Of course, I'll pay all of them. I would love to just, you know, take you out. So. Well, it's fine. I'll pay you too. Yeah, let's go. Or, is this a, uh, or do you have no, the night off? No, yes. Night off. Tyson. If, if you had the I'm night working. off, I would love to come spend time with you. I'm working. Okay, then you have to pay. <sighs> all right. All right. But still, I'm treating everyone to to a night out. There'll be no working on your end. Okay, well, it's very kind. Uh, how many friends? Uh, five. Plus you. Okay, so you need six have... of us for how long? Uh, three hours. You watch her just do like some real quick math. She just spits out a number. Um, you know, you're. Is it within my budget? Yeah, it's expensive. You know, you're you're paying for six yeah. prostitutes to come and spend time with you for three hours. Well, two two for each of us. Well, <laughs> uh, gold chains work at the club. You suck. They don't work here. There is no group rate. I, uh, I understand. But boys, pitch in. Where are we meeting you? Or are we all arriving together? Uh, arriving together. Okay. Where are we meeting you? Uh, is it too conspicuous to pick you up here? No. Okay. Can everyone dressed. What time? Uh, eight. Okay. Then we'll see you in what, two hours. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. Okay, goodbye. We have to get, I have to get six, uh, I have to get five other women ready in two hours to go to a club. Okay, yes. I will see you soon, Tyson. Thank you. You're welcome. And I walk out. Okay, so it's 8.30. You guys all arrive at Club Molnia. Um, I, I don't think that uh, six-year friends are fitting in the back of my dart. <laughs> uh, me... You, Natalia, and one other girl will go in the dart. And then... The rest can meet us there. Yitzhak. <laughs> I'll, I'll, Yitzhak, we'll get him a cab. We'll get him a van cab. <laughs> Yitzhak and four prostitutes in like a in a cab? <laughs> a <Yeah>. nice cab. <laughs> yeah, I'll have... I'll, I'll call Natalia after I leave and be like, hey, also, we need a a nice car to drive to drive some of them 
Uh, I'll pay for that too. Uh, okay, yeah, I can. I'll. I should charge you a premium. Do I need to use a Tyson Gareth? I should. Do I need to use any of her network points? I mean, I'm sure she can find it. Um. Well, you know, why don't we? No, we need to slow this down. If she can find a car, she's just you're gonna pay extra. Okay. Um. And so it is. Eight thirty. The two cars pull up in front of Club Molnia. It is. Not slamming. It's early yet, you know. Um, the club's been open for an hour. The bright neon out front just kind of pops and explodes. It's September in Kiev, so it is dark at 8.30. Um, but you look in, there's a small line developing. They all look like, you know, young, rich, pretty Europeans who are there to spend their parents' money or their trust funds or whatever it is. Um, there's a small line. You guys get in and wait. And after another half hour or so, you wait your way through. Nah, 15 minutes. And you make your way inside. Um, inside Club Molnia, you walk through a you know double door. into kind of a little like an entryway. There's a little coat check off to the side if you want it. Through another double door, almost like you're going to like a theater, like an old-time theater. And then inside is a large central bar, which is on all sides surrounded by a dance floor. Um, at the back of this kind of large cavernous room, there's a DJ, you know, sitting on the booth. There's a staircase that runs up to the side. Um, and then as you look up, there's balcony that runs all the way around this warehouse. Sorry, not this warehouse, this club. Um, and there's tables and chairs up there and people can stand up there and watch. And it's about 30% full, 35, you know, it's still early in the night. Um, Right, can I just double check something real quick? Yeah, of course. Uh, so the chase and whatnot happened during the day. Yeah. And then he uh Tyson was out till like the next day with the drugs he was given, right? Um that's fair a couple hours. You guys met at noon. Um okay. <clears throat> Oh, this is the same day that I was kidnapped. You know, it really is. We have not covered that. That's a good call. Uh, yeah, I would have expected that. We want to make this that... the next day. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yes. Well, sure, it's the next day. That makes sense. So you refresh cool. those physical abilities, which I'm sure is what you're scoping for there. <laughs> I know you. Um, let's see, there is, you know, a staircase runs up to the balcony, so you can look overlook everything. Um, upstairs, you can see there's some, like, little alcoves cut in. As you kind of spend some time circulating and looking around, there's alcoves cut in. It looks like upstairs where the VIP area is, um, but without getting up there, you can't see much more. But that's where you are. There's a, you know, there's some relatively decent, like, kind of house music playing. Um, people are dancing. People are drinking. The bar is moving at a good clip. You know, the the staff is attentive. As you look around, um, you know, the bouncers are working. There's bouncers at the doors. There's someone at the bottom of the stairs. There's someone at the top of the stairs. Um, and they're just kind of there to make sure that VIPs only get up there or people who've paid to be up there can be up there. Um, I think, you know, you guys have a point of tradecraft. You can tell the bouncers are armed, you know, which isn't standard for most clubs, but you haven't been to a club in Kiev in a long time, potentially. Um, but all the bouncers appear to just have that, you know, telltale bulge of a pistol at their hip. They're all well-dressed. They have suits on. Um, the white staff. Did we get any kind of check on our know? way in? Um, 
No, you didn't. Not really. Um, I think it's the kind of place, especially now at 8.30, it's not too full. Um, no, you were brought in. You kind of did the standards waiting in the line. Okay, rolling. It doesn't seem like a place where there's a lot of trouble frequently. Um, why? Okay. You can't tell without kind of taking some time to look around and, and pay into things. Um, relatively easy entrance. Excellent. You're now all cut loose in a bar. It wouldn't happen to be the same night that we noticed that uh, Brevdeck frequented the bar, would it? Um, his day of the weeks that he was at the bar were... Actually, did you guys look at that up? Did you guys get that info? Let me check some notes. Yes, because we saw that every he went there and got uh, deposits on the nights that he frequented. Yes. Um, somebody just throw a D6 in the old... You know what? No, fuck it. This is a goddamn movie. Um, pardon my language. I curse a lot, I guess. Um, <laughs> you don't know what Brevdeck looks like. But judging from what you know of dates and days of the week, he should be here. Nice. I'm going to ask Natalia what uh, big players make their way upstairs that you know about. Or where is the VIP the upstairs area? Yes, upstairs is the VIP area. Let's do a quick check to see if you're finding info what she might know. Let's see, does anybody have points in high society? I do. Huh. Yeah. High society tells you this place is not... Ooh, let's see. High society tells us this place is not high society. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you think about the current kind of the, the glitterati set of Kiev right now, Club Molnia isn't in the, their top three. Um, it's respectable. It's a solid place to go to. There's no reason you don't go to Molnia. It's just that right now there's better clubs out. You know, it's like saying, well, you know, I go downtown, sure. And like, yeah, I can go to to Drake, but like, I'd rather meet my friends over at Jameson's or the Horsehead. You know, um, maybe less to Drake, maybe more like the Davis. Like, that's just not the set we're in. You know, our set doesn't really drink there. We drink here. And the high society set will drink there. Don't get me wrong. If their friends say, hey, you know, I've got a table reserved at the Molnia because my uncle bought it or whatever, you'll go to the Molnia. Um, but they might be across town. Why that's changed recently? Um, without a spend, I'm not going to tell you. But if you guys want to start dropping some points or looking at skills or seeing what you can do to learn some things about this place for free, or not for free, sorry. Um, Let's check it out. Shit, yeah, I'll spend a point. Of what? Uh, high society. Oh, okay. Um, that makes sense. At the Club Molnia, no one has ever disappeared from the Club Molnia. You know, it's not like you know, my sister walked into the Club Molnia and never came out. But there's just, it's a little rough for the for the true jet setting, like the, the rich and the rich and partying. Um, it's that fine line between I'm not going to a regular bar where regular people are. Oh, so American tourists is kind of a sketchy 
an American uh, tourist just might show up there. No, sure. Yeah. Hey, like it's not going to be super expensive. You're not going to some five-star bar where it's only bottle service, you know? Um, but you're also not going to show up and expect to get, you know, a couple of draft beers. Um, it rides that fine line of upscale bar, but it can get a little rough and maybe you just have to be careful who you talk to sometimes. You know, there's a crossover here between the high society set and and the richer underworld set of the city that can come yeah, through here. Yeah, we, we know that this place is run by a mob boss. I mean, that's it. You, I mean, yeah, and maybe you guys did already know that. I'm sorry. I can dance a little less around this. Um, it's a bar that's owned by a mob boss. But, look, there's no problem drinking in a mob bar when it's fun. If it starts being a little less fun, like it has been recently, judging by the fact that people are starting to show up there a little less, it's a little less of the high society, maybe something's happening. Yeah, does that seem, uh, does that make sense for you? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And let's call it just, because you have a spend on this too, let's say that it's been rough for the past three or four months. It's really starting to drop off. They're okay. beating their vampires. Well, let's start ground floor and see what we can figure out. And then if need be, I can work and make a spend or whether it's high society or, you know, whatever. Streetwise, something (laughs) to get up there flirting. Maybe there's a nice lady, but probably not. (laughs) Probably high society. That's true. What are you guys looking for? Well, I'm just going to make a quick Google search uh, while we're pulling up of Brevdick, seeing as how he's the captain for the Kiev police. I'm sure that there'll be a picture of him online. Yeah. So that way I know what we're looking for. Good call. Let's see if I face cast uh, old Captain Brevdick. No. Okay. He looks um, like a young Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> he is remarkably hot. Um, Peter Brevdick. Uh, you see his picture. I mean, he's in his mid-50s. He's got this kind of graying Caesar cut haircut. You don't see much except for like shoulders up. You know, the picture you get is, you know, a man in his uniform. He's got a hat on. Uh, or like, you know, a hat. I just said his haircut. You don't, he's not wearing a hat. You get a man in, you know, shirt and tie. Um his face is very much the face of like he's a kind of a paunchy weightlifter who's just stopped lifting weights so much. He's starting to like show his age and go to seat a little bit. He's not keeping up on it like he could. He's got a you know kind of a wider jaw, wider face, um, recognizable. You can pick him out in the crowd now. Perfect. <laughs> Alrighty, so I mean I'll start off by going up to the bar and ordering a drink for myself and a couple of the girls. Bartender takes your order, takes your money, mixes up a couple of drinks, lays them right out. Nice. So just from the bar, I'm kind of looking around, you know, keeping an eye out, especially watching the stairs up to the the VIP area, kind of keeping an eye out for Brevtech. I think you spend a good, you know, 10 minutes just kind of circulating, keeping an eye out, looking up, looking down. Um... And then you see Brevdek come down the stairs. 
He kind of sits and talks to the bouncer who stands at the bottom of the stairs. They exchange a brief message, you know, Brenda kind of pats him on the back and walks right back up the stairs and heads up towards kind of the VIP area. Which now that you've made a full circuit around you, you see that the VIP area is more like um, like little rooms. There are there's a couple of tables set out on the balcony if you want to sit there and watch the dance club. There's also set back little rooms. Uh, there's five it looks like set off to the side of the building so you can kind of get inside and have a little more privacy. Gotcha. All right. I walk up to the uh, bouncer at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. And in fluent Ukrainian, I I just ask him, I was like, so uh, what's it take to get up, up to the uh, nice seats? Uh, you want to run a table, give bottle service. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think that sounds about right. Okay, it's uh, fifteen hundred for the table. You got to buy two bottles. Uh, how many is? Well, he's like, he nine of you. Yeah. Do you have three thousand a... for the table? It's two tables. Got to order a... at least four bottles. What? Do you have a room available? I was gonna hang back. Stay downstairs. Uh. Let me check. He starts to fade back and, like, you know, reaches down for a walkie-talkie at his hip. Reaches down to his walkie-talkie, pulls it out. Okay. Yeah, rooms cost you uh, 3000 You got to order. You gotta... There's just a flat fee, but you get some bottles and you can also get uh, food. Yeah, I think we'll we'll go that route. Okay. Um, it comes out to like 1200 American. You have that. You can pay that. Um, then he says, okay, you're going to go to room uh, number four is open. And he kind of points up. There's a, kind of a number four next to a curtained off room. And he points it up and kind of does a little wave to the guy up at the top of the stairs. And you make your way up. Did we get to see which room that Brev Duck went into? Yeah. You did, if you were paying attention. Um, Brev Deck went into number two. Gotcha. Um, as I start to go up, like, so, so just a quick aside, I guess. Uh, what's the difference in, like, locale from, say, one to three, one or three to number four that's open. The, the like spacing, like is if I were to request number say number three, would that have a slightly better view of the dance cl- dance floor or anything to that nature? Uh, the rooms are are contained. There's really no view except for the doorway, which has a curtain over it. Um, if you want to say you move the curtain, you'd have a little better view. You know, it's a little closer to the front. So you're not looking at the DJ, you're looking more kind of the front of the bar area. My good man, would there be any way to get number one? I mean, maybe. 
because uh, our gals just love dancing. And so uh, if, if they want to make the trip down, you know, it's a little less work on their feet with those heels. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, maybe. Maybe you can help convince me. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And I, how much would be <laughs> a viable? So if I gave him 100 American? Yeah. And he goes, uh, go to number one. Uh, take room number one. Uh, as we're going up the stairs, just through the little earbud communications that we have, I just say, so, uh, Tyson, I got us in a room next to where Brevdeck is. Uh, if you have any sort of fun gadgetry that you might be able to listen in. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I should have something like that. Um, go give me a get me a better layout of what the room inside up there looks like. So I know Alrighty, we head up head up to the room, get the bottles flowing, order a little bit of appetizers. They bring you food. Um they bring you a couple bottles of liquor that you requested. You know, there's a bottle of vodka, um, some whiskey. And it's not a big room. Um, but it can seat the, the eight of you well, you know, and probably another four or five, um, a long table in the middle, benches around, a couple of chairs, um, a couple of, not benches, a couple of couches, a couple of chairs. Um, you see there's like two TVs on the wall that show different parts of the dance floor and like the bar, just you kind of like watch and know you're in a club still. Um, it's a little weird, but it's a thing. Um, I take, uh, standing at the door take a selfie into the room with, with our, with our guests. And I shoot that selfie over to Tyson. Spectacular. Um, do the walls look, uh, can, can you hear anything from the neighboring room at all? Even muffled? Uh, not really. They're relatively well insulated. I mean, and you're still getting club music kind of piped in through speakers. Totally. Um, as well as the music you're hearing and the bass you're feeling from the, the dance floor below you. Um, did you happen to see if he was in there with anybody? Uh, I, I, no. I have only seen him go in. Well, I don't have anything. I'm not super good at spying on people directly i'm more of a you know infiltrate put something in place to listen later kind of person you don't have something you can roll under the curtain not without him maybe noticing i suppose i can try isn't that what conceal is for (laughs) yeah that is specifically what that is for all right all right all right uh give me a couple minutes and initially while um do 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 while Strom was walking around getting a, a survey of the place, I wanted to walk around and look for a camera. Uh there are cameras all over this place. Okay. Um there's and... cameras in every corner of the dance floor. There's a camera over the bar. There's two cameras over the bar. You know, one watching customers, one watching bartenders. Um <clears throat> have you gone upstairs? All work or whether or not some of them are fronts um without hacking in you don't know okay 
um, they are all exactly the same. Like it is, it is well designed in that way. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'll spend a couple minutes down here, wander around, and then go over to the bouncer. And, you know, a little bit wobbly. Uh, and you know, I've I've got some friends upstairs. They're up in curtain number one. Number one. What they look like? Uh, old guy, dumb shirt. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they say you don't belong. We'll throw you down these stairs. Get up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm going. And I start going up, and I'll kind of halfway stumble and put my arm, uh, over my company, and uh, you know, help, help them help me carry me up the stairs. I stumbled over that, but whatever. Uh, and as we're passing by uh, his curtain, I want to uh, start making out with my two lady friends and then stumble and fall into the curtain and kind of halfway fall into the room and uh, drop a recording device. Okay. Um... If he's next to the door, I would love to put it on just the cuff of his pants. Make a conceal check for me. Okay. Um, you kind of come up, you do this stumble, and you, you know, you give a sloppy kiss to Natalia, and then you do a, a great stumble and fall as you drop your head, and you just go right through the curtain. Um, you put your arm out to try and catch yourself, put that arm deeper into the room. Um, if he's not right... Check. Let's see how well you do to hide it. Okay, and if he's not right next to the door, then I do not want to try and, like, put it on him. Okay. Um, I suppose what the you ten see total. when you punch your head through, baller. Um, what'd you put in here? Just an audio bug? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, as you kind of one that has a a pretty specific, like a pretty small microphone in it, uh, for very directional. I want to try and cancel out as much of the background noise as I can using. Sure, the the heavy bass interference you're getting, and okay, yeah. Um, as you pitch your head through, you see a small group. There's only about three people in here. Um, one is Brevdick. The other is two men who are, ob- I mean, obviously Russian gangsters. Um, you know, tattooed from knuckles to neck. <laughs> um, okay. You know, both well-dressed in suits. Um, and the minute you fall through, um, Sorry, there's four, there's four men in there because the other person is standing on the other side of this curtain. Um, and you fall through and you manage to kind of hit the ground and take this little bug and stick it right on the backside of the curtain as you go through looking like you're trying to hold on to it. Um, but you get a little more insulation that way from the backside of the curtain as well as hidden. It's a dark curtain. They're not going to see this thing at all. I mean, you are very happy with that. And then you just get picked up by the shirt collar by this other very large Russian, very obviously a gangster. And he goes, get the fuck out. And just shoves you right back out. And you just sprawl right back out and hit into the balcony, out of the balcony, the balustrade of the balcony. Okay. Uh, I'll reach my hands out and uh, have Natalia help me up and rub the back of my head and wave to the bouncer who presumably was watching that interaction. And then, uh, yeah, you watch as you kind of come out, he's starting to walk your way, and it's like, eh. I'll put my hands up and, you know, you know, wave him away and then stumble into, into curtain one and then 
sit down and cross my legs. Sober up. Okay. You got a bug in room number one. Two. Mm. Two, sorry. <laughs> um, you got a bug in room With number two. With that perfect roll, you put it in the wrong room. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a fire bug you... in room number one. <laughs> you zone in and you immediately pick up um, Brevdeck and the two people talking. Um, and they're having a... I mean, they fall right back into a relatively heated exchange. Um, that breaks down to two of the voices. You're assuming one is Brevdeck, um, just by the kind of the obedience in his voice compared to the other one. You know, one is obviously superior and one is someone who works for them. Right. And it is, look, we really, we really have to worry about, are we going to be okay? This partnership seems rough. Listen, uh, what we are doing is none of your business, Revdeck. Our new friend is helping us beyond all measure. And soon, the Shulkan brother, Rankiv, with the money and the influence and the power coming from Litovich, nothing can stand in our way. I don't care if he has other jobs. I don't care if he is running militias halfway across the city. If he gives us money and power and more guns, then we will do everything we can to make sure Litovich is happy. If that means every time he shows up, you get uncomfortable, I don't give a shit. You have worked for us and my father for 20 years. If you want to stop doing that and spend the next 20 years in the hole until you die, you can make that decision too. There's kind of a clearing of the throat. It's like, <clears throat> I'm just, with all respect to you and your father, Vukov, he scares me. He seems empty. Brevdek, you have spent your entire life with criminals and cops. And you are scared of one empty man? Fuck yourself and stop asking questions. Goodbye. This conversation is over. And there's kind of a ruffling, shifting sounds as, you know, uh, you know, one person gets up and walks out of the door. There's kind of a call of, uh, bottles, yeah? And, you know, shots get poured and clinks of glasses, they start drinking. And you get a little more of kind of immediately important information of, you know, there's a third voice that comes on. So, uh, is Litovich coming by tonight? Well, probably. He comes by about every two, three days. It's about time for him. So, um, find one or two, yeah, and uh, keep him around. Make sure the office is ready if he wants anything in the back. And um, how are we financially? Uh, we could do a little more. With what we've been giving to the doctor, it's been helpful, but other avenues of finances are drying up, and your father knows we should do something better. So, and the, you know, the the heir apparent, you know, whoever the, the son is, just goes, Vukov is his name, says, um, okay, um, find a couple good ones to start looking at over the week for the doctor. 
find one in case Litovici's enamored later, and um, we'll finish this out. Not too much longer. It's all ours. There's a knock, you know, and uh, after that, it's nothing of note. That, that all cuts down into just general bullshit. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So, uh, ladies, I uh, suggest we stay in the room or with one of us at all times. What the fuck was that? Tyson, what the fuck? What are we doing here, Tyson? We're here to dance. Would you like to dance? I would kind of like to go home. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't... Uh... Listen, and Italian looks at you and she is shook um, by what she just heard because it was mm, moderately terrifying to an average person, you know, who doesn't know anything about vampires, you know, um, or scary Richard just to hear that people are being taken. Um, and she goes, Tyson, I... I apologize. What I didn't we do know. Generally, is relatively safe. I didn't realize this place had fallen into the state that it is in now. I wouldn't have asked you here if that were the case, had I known that. Um, you're all welcome to leave. Uh, and I'll hand her. Uh, I'll, I'll pay each of them out. I know that it's only been a short amount of time, but this isn't a place where we need you to be anymore. I was just worrying that we might have issues getting into the door. I'll get the girls out. Um, be safe, Tyson. Whatever this is, Tyson, be safe and call me in the morning. Yeah, let me walk you out and how about you call me in the morning? Tyson, you're, you've already been grabbed once. Why don't... Uh... Me or Yitzhak do that. And then I'll start, like, action. Okay. Um, Not heavily, just casually. Yitzhak, you escort the girls downstairs. Um, call them a cab, you know, get all six of them in a cab. You come back, the, you know, the bouncers, like, uh, they thought you were too old, eh? <laughs> hard life, my man, hard life. You still have to buy bottles, yeah? Yes. Okay. You have fun. No no for renting the room we got we got some free bottles. Yes, but you'll bring a bottle up with it on Tim. <laughs> yes, my name is Tyson Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys want to figure out a plan. Well, I'd like to get eyes on on Litovich, so we can see who he is at the very minimum. Uh, my guess is that this this office is used for potentially draining victims, which is fucking terrifying. Which means that the the heads of this organization have been turned because <laughs> what's his name was already we're we're pretty sure that 
Pavel was was fam. So, dude, yeah. I had to put like a thousand psi on my garrote to cut his head off. So yeah, that seems like a fair sum. Okay. With an architecture spend, um, you see two things as you walk the inside, you know, get a drink, do some looking, go outside, go smoke, do a walk, circle this building. Um, you see two distinct things. One is the fire escape at the back of the building. Um, outside of the fire escape, um, it is just one like the you can like jump up and grab it, you know, with a decent, you know, jump athletics and yank it down and clamber yourself up there. Um, there is what looks like a small smoking patio out back. Um, and there's, you know, there's enough vents coming off it. There's a locker room, break room kind of thing in there. On the other side, kind of on the other, um, say you got a north-south side of this back room or the back wall. On the other side up high is a window. Um, and judging from what you saw inside the building, that window should open right to the office. I just reached out to a very good friend of mine to make sure that we were not as conspicuous as we were just earlier today. I'd really, really prefer if another building wasn't lit on fire in our presence. <laughs> Are either of you any good at talking to the police? You know it. Okay. Because uh, I have a little bit of cop talk skill. And, uh... Yeah, that, that's what I have. I have, I have one in cop talk. I have, <laughs> I have at least a one in everything in the interpersonals except for intimidation. Okay. Um, so I was thinking we could follow Brevdeck and, <clears throat> you know, our conversation could go one of two ways in how we decide to engage in beginning with it, but that also determines how we have to carry out with it. Uh, we could interrogate him and get some information from him. Um, or we could uh, try and approach him casually and be like, hey, man, we know that you're in a shitty situation and you don't like where you're at and we would like to help you out because it helps us out. But that means that we need you to help us out. Because if we could get him on our side double agenting for us, that seems helpful. Definitely helpful. I mean, just based off the knowledge of how terrified he was, I doubt he'd be looking to cross whomever he was talking about, but, you know, it's a possibility. There's a lot of guns in here. Uh, there's also a lot of soft bodies. I don't know how much that's going to be to our advantage. I don't want to see this club get massacred because we decide to you know, not to keep our noses clean. Why don't we come back at like 4.30 in the morning and come in through the fire escape? I can get you into anywhere you want to be. That's not a problem. 
Yeah, I like that that plan a little better. Which also gives us the opportunity to talk to Brevdeck, which we should, you know, we should be like in like you know, ski masks or some kind of shit while we talk to him so he doesn't identify us. But you know, we can try and cop talk with him and maybe maybe at least extract a little information from him. Even if it's as much as just being able to know when he's lying. Get drunk. Try not to blow things up. I'll get drunk with you, but not like out of my mind. I'll have I'll have a drink. Okay. So it sounds like you're gonna stay, get eyes on Litovich, and then come back after bar close and try and get us out of the office. Yeah. Okay. Um You've rented the table for the night, so you guys have the room. <clears throat> you spend your time drinking, um, listening. Strom, do you stay or do you go home? I'm going to make sure that Tane hasn't... Uh... I'm just going to go make sure that Tane's in decent condition. Make sure that we don't lose our doc to himself. Okay. Um... Cocaine on your way out. You take off. You go check on the doctor. Um, relatively easy drive back home to the Quonset Hut. Tyson and Yitzhak, you guys get a solid buzz on. You know, you're drinking. I think if you want to just get hammered, you very easily can. Um, there's a lot of booze left for two of you to drink. And late at night, um, a good... Four hours later, you know, coming up on one thirty, um, you do rounds of kind of going out and smoking and checking the dance floor. Um, Has Brevdeck left? Give me a... Yeah, you don't see Brevdeck at this point. Um, were you watching to keep an eye on that? Yeah, I was trying to... What all are you... I was trying to catch him as he left. Oh, yeah. I guess... I... Okay, so uh, I don't have the equipment necessary to be able to have a discreet conversation. Okay, so you just want to kind of keep an eye on him. Do you want to? Uh, it's fine. He can go. I'll, I'll catch up with him later. I know where he. I know where he works. Okay, you do indeed. And now you know he looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a. Try to find if there's a check here or not. You know, there really shouldn't be. Um. So no, there's no check. Um, actually, there is. I need Yitzhak. Will you make a sense trouble test for me? Uh oh. Perfect. Um, <laughs> about one thirty. Um, you're out watching the dance floor. You're smoking. Um, it's your turn to kind of do a quick circuit around the balconies. And as you do, you're kind of making your way back. You walk down the balcony and back. You're just kind of stretch your legs out. You watch as someone comes in the front, um, well-dressed, dark hair cut long, longer than is reasonably fashionable right now. Um, not quite shoulder length, you know. Um, broad shoulders in a very nice suit. Um, kind of a longer face, angular, sharper. And it is... You can look at him and tell that this man is, uh, as he's walking past, you know, like like mafia thugs and regular people, 
with tradecraft, you can tell that this man is, he's, uh, you know, he's like a wolf among sheep. You know, that's kind of, I think, a t an overused kind of tired phrase. But he is very much a, you know, a wolf among hounds. You know, um, everyone here is dangerous in some way. He is more dangerous than all of them. Um, the way he walks, the way he moves. And you watch as he's looking around. He starts to swing his eyes up to scan the balconies. He comes in and you catch him starting to move his body. And you just do a quick fade back a little bit into the shadows. Um, and kind of take the edge of the balcony, and he just seems to go right past where you were as he comes to look around. Um, but you get a nice look at who can only be Litovich as he kind of comes in and starts to glance. Um, and as you kind of come back forward, as you watch as his eyes come back down to ground level, <clears throat> you see a younger man, probably late 20s, black suit, black shirt, black tie, um, very much what you think, like a just an asshole who's like, a gangster who, by how he looks and carries himself, is capable, but also is like, I'm a fucking gangster, you know? Uh, tattooed knuckles to neck, you know, short blonde haircut, kind of spiky hair a little bit, kind of comes up and puts his hand on the back of Litovich's back, and he kind of just kicks one shoulder, his hand comes off, and goes off to the side, and they start to make their way towards the staircase. The package has arrived. My best way of not getting caught has always been to take a day to think it out and plan what I'm going to do thoroughly. Let's see how our good doctor friend is doing. Ask the driver to come back. Okay. As we fade out here, there's the shot of Litovich and who the camera has seen as the younger Shulkov, Vukov Shulkov, um, going up the stairs, heading back towards the office, and the two of you waiting a beat, coming out, making your way back down the stairs and heading out. Strom makes his way towards the Quonset hut, and you guys all meet back at the safe house to figure out your next step, as we have now seen Litovich. Um, you know where he shows up now and again. It's time to make a plan. This has been a Role Playing Grenade podcast. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Twitter at rpgrenadepod, and on Instagram, at RollPlayingGrenade. Our intro and outro music was written and recorded by Stephen Hoshoth. Thanks again, pal. We'll see you next time, and until then, remember, when in doubt, raise the stakes.